Hello again, I just stopped recording the latest episode, so I'm doing two in one day. It amazes me that you are listening to this. Uh, if there is someone listening to this, I am amazed by that fact. Because it's kind of bad, right? It's a bad podcast, let's be honest. It's kind of a shit podcast. Because I, 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 I don't... Uh, too many pauses, right? But what can I do? It's I'm going to edit all the pauses and just be one, like, giant talking sausage, you know? With no... With nothing in between, yeah? That's not, that's not good. Anyway, I just think that if you listen to a podcast, I mean, some type of dexterity in the person's uh, way of speaking, like some type of good articulation of stuff, uh, might as well be there. But at the end of the day, it's just simulation of a conversation, right? That's basically how I use podcasts myself. It's to have the parasocial experience of listening to someone talking. It's like being the the third person there or maybe the second person on one, you know? Of course, that being articulate uh, and kind of planning what you say as well, it's useful, but it's not the case here. Neither plan or articulate. I just find it very, very bad, everything that I do, you know. But anyway, uh, not the albums. The albums are not. So, and if something, if something uh, gives this value, it's the albums that I speak about. So let's just concentrate on that, right? Uh I just finished the Leonard Cohen one. It's, everything is too fresh. You have anything else to say? Uh, I do remember saying something about the Taylor Swift episode. And I forgot to mention that she also had a project with Justin Vernon and Aaron Desner. Bonivere and the National Guitarist, the Nationals Guitarist, uh, Big Red Machine. It's a kind of a side project of of those three. Uh, she's not like a straight up member of the band, but she she's featuring two uh, songs, which is oh, it's interesting. I don't know, but I forgot to mention that it's one more connection between those three there. Uh, besides that, there is a noise going on, right? I'm not sure what it is. Sometimes this uh, computer makes a noise when he's recording. Um, let's figure out which album is going to be about which... What would this podcast be about? 268 is the number that I just generated, 26A, 26A, all right, we have the first Brazilian release, 
this is gonna be confusing. All right, Paulinho da Viola, which means uh, the little Paul of the guitar. That's kind of his nickname, right? His uh, his uh, artist name. And Nervous Diasso is Nerves of Steel. That's the album. So interesting, cool. Let me grab just see which one because I I sometimes mix his albums up because he has a lot of stuff. That guy. So we are speaking about here essentially a samba artist. Um, yeah, it's the one that he's crying. The one he has uh, sentimentals. Okay. One of the best samba records in Brazilian history. One of the most sensitive and elegant and really well spoken Brazilian samba artist. You can say that in a way he's the Leonard Cohen of samba. <laughs> if that's um, of any use. N not made to party, not made to, you know, he's not necessarily that uh, situation. He's very subdued, very melancholic, um, very, you know, down on his luck. In a way, he always saying, always singing about uh, giving up, trying to win in the heart of someone. Very dark in a way. It's, Paulinho is it's it's very melancholic, uh, dude. Uh, he's regarded as the prince of samba. Of course, that he had with the exposure. You know, through regular media and all that, he had, um, you can say, like, bangers, right? In his discography, he has, like, recordings that he he does with samba people who are more uplifting. But in his own right, especially at the beginning of his career, he was always very contemplative. He was always very mel melancholic. And the title of the of the album it's kind of make makes a allusion to that um, because you have nerves of steel. Uh, nerves of steel is kind of a expression, right? In Portuguese, it means someone who suffered so much that he they are you know uh, their nerves are made from steel, so they can take pretty much a very high amount of suffering which is the character that he plays is the is the um, is the idea that Paulinho has is being that guy who smiles despite of the of the suffering and keeps keeps it together you know in, in terms of being a man being a I'm gonna keep walking and having my samba with me, having my music with me, despite of not being loved. Bef bes uh, besi besides? Not besides. It's, um, 
in despite, 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 despite of not being loved, despite of not having that uh, reciprocal feeling. A lot of Brazilian music, especially the most uh, regional part of Brazilian music, they tend to focus a lot on the on the on the disappointment. Of course, that that's something that the country music has as well. Indie music, you know, all 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 walks in terms of genre, um, all, all types of genres have the sector where it's more emotional, it's more disappointed and melancholic. You have that in basically every genre, but it is the main purpose of samba sometimes, especially more old school type of samba, is the mopey. It's it's kind of mopey, but it's it's mopey in a very elegant way. Um, and it's probably not coming through very well if you're not well versed with the language, if you don't understand it. Uh, you're not going to understand exactly what the poetry is about, although it's a it's it's beautiful um, beautiful work by by him. He's a very good lyricist and a very good instrumentalist as well. His main instrument is the acoustic guitar. Um, this album, I don't know exactly what you can say that separates the other ones. I, I do think that he has a very streamlined uh, type of approach to his compositions and his instrumentals. It's the basic samba. Uh, it's, it's the performance and the poetry that tells, you know, it's kind of like rap in a way. In a way that you can expect what the bare bones of rap is, hip hop is. You can understand that there is a rhythm and there is a poetry. It's basically the same here. Of course, it's a mainly uh, African type of influence, right? That Samba comes from two uh, main roots. is the African rhythms and the Chorinho, which means roughly a uh, little cry, which is a very guitar-based uh, type of music. Uh, so uh, mid 20th century there 1950s or, or even before there of course I think the beginning of the of the 20th century uh, those two with slavery in Brazil and all that those two uh, approaches came together and then they found the samba as the most prominent Brazilian you know uh, and then Bossa Nova came, kind of shake, shook, shook things up a little bit, but the samba as a uh, first style is there. So it's for Brazilians what country music is for Americans or fado is for Portuguese or flamenco is for Spanish. You know, it's that fundamental stone where everything else came from. Because Samba even predecess, um, it com comes even predecess? 
press it, press it, press, proceeds, proceeds, fucking hell. Uh, Samba precedes uh, Bossa Nova. When Bossa Nova came to existence, um, it was more of a slow guitar-driven type of Samba that guys like João Gilberto and Tom Jobim and, you know, those guys uh, uh, that recorded with Stan Getz and all that, they kind of mixed more with the jazz, right? It's kind of a Samba mixed with jazz, what Bossa Nova really is. It's the main, it's the most well-known Brazilian style, I would say, uh, internationally. Uh, inside Brazil, you have Samba and its derivatives as the main, as the main focus. And some type of country music scene as well, you know, as you, you can probably compare uh, the country music and the more northeast things, you know, it's, they are more popular than Bossa Nova inside Brazil, but not what we're talking about here. We're talking about here, it's a standard record in terms of quality. I must assume that um, I'm not necessarily always in the mood to, to listen to Paulinho, I have other Brazilian albums, especially from this era, 73, right, that's the year of release. I have more Brazilian records from this era that I find more entertaining. Uh, he is very noteworthy because of the elegance that he puts into the, the samba, his samba, because it is mainly a popular style popular in a way that it's played on the streets and it's, it's played on parties, right? When you have someone with the intellect that he has, right? The, 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 the songwriting ability that he has, taking the samba, giving the samba the proper form to develop, it's what you find with this, uh, with this album. So, you can probably think that, I don't know, who's a country, a country guy that, that did that? Maybe Johnny Cash can be a good example. Although you had like the, the main guys of country already preceded him, uh, but, you know, he, he can be very akin to Johnny Cash. In a way that he took the form and created a character for it, like the Sambista, you know, as a very elegant and a very pristine and clean approach to Samba. You can say that he's the, the Jerry Seinfeld of Samba as well, you know, very economic, very slick, clean, elegant, precise, and very streamlined as well, very quiet type of thing. Doesn't mean that he doesn't have festive moments and all that, of course he has, but there is more, uh, there is other 
Brazilian artists that take the samba and use them in a in a in a in a more un, unorthodox way. Paulinho does respect the samba as it were as it was as it is, right? A rich artifact. So he treats samba like that. He gets the 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 the, the main tools of it, he gets the main purpose of it and elevates to like you know a very high art form. So he he, he probably does with samba what bossa nova did with Brazilian music in general. I mean, of course, that we are talking about later, right? Bossa Nova had its time already in the 60s to mid-60s. When 65 comes, 64, 65, uh, you have the, the the total domination of rock and roll music, especially, uh, I mean, the whole globe, right? But all, all countries had like the Beatles phase, you know, and the same was for Brazil. So it, it happens kind of a denial of that elitism in a way. And then you have the rupture of that with Mutantes, with, you know, the whole uh, Caetano Veloso and, and, and those types of guys. They did subverted a lot of that with the Tropicalia. More 66, 67, right? And then after that total rupture, you have someone like Paulinho kind of in the fringe of it, taking Samba to the degrees of Bossa Nova, you know? Because it's, it's not Bossa Nova what he does. He's not a Bossa Nova artist. He's a Samba artist. And he, will, he always is. And he always will be. He's the most elegant and pristine and sentimental and, 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 you know, he's just great. He's just great. If you have any interest in the, in Brazilian music, if you have any interest with in uh, what that country did for music, probably not the best place to start. I'll probably suggest George Ben as the, the best place to start. Georgi, right? To my friends, Brazilian friends listening. Uh, Marcos Valle, in a way, you know, even even the, the, the Caetano and the more rock and roll side of things, right? So that you learn the, the, the roots of essentially what he was doing here. This is the most melancholic and the most suffering right you can see the the cover there him crying under the under the full moon and is his likeness the the the, the record there right it's him he's not a character or whatever uh, so very nice example of how to perform a style in a high fashion how to grab, like, like I said, with with hip hop, how to grab the bare bones of 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 a genre, and just making it as as elegant and as 
precise and beautiful as possible. I think that he accomplishes that. And he came to accomplish that in many, many ways, right? In his discography, uh, many, many times, actually. He did that many, many times. And he's a, and he's a household name within Brazilian pop music, for sure. He's a treasure. Paulinho da Viola is a treasure. And, yeah. Very, very sensitive type of samba. Because it tends to be a little bit braggadocious as well, right? The, the parallels with, with hip-hop music, they are true. Uh, samba tends to be very sure of itself, right? In the way that it carries it itself. And of course, the sambista, which is the samba singer, will also have that type of uh, approach. So Paulinho puts things in a, in a more humble plane of existence. So it's it's a, a kind of a storytelling. It's more important than than the kind of you know it's it's the the melancholy side of things takes precedent to think that you're right, something like that. I don't know. I don't know. It, it I I tend to think that he's a much more sensitive performer and writer. Great album great highlight of his his discography don't think i have anything else to say about this one uh, i believe that i talk more about brazilian music than anything um, pay attention to the cavaquinho cavaquinho is a type of uh, ukulele that we have it's a very uh, samba Samba, uh, very characteristic of the samba style. And the pandero as well, which is a type of percussion that he has a, a, his own cadence. It's part like bells on its side, and it has the skin. It's a tambourine. Yeah, it's essentially a tambourine. But it, it's played in a specific way, and it has the, it kind of carries the rhythm with that so if you notice those two uh, main characteristics uh, characteristics there you're gonna find um, enjoyment in seeing how those two talk because they talk right the percussion and the main harmonic uh, especially the higher notes they are made with the cavaquinho which is the ukulele so you can notice that how they speak with each other. And then you have the guitar, the acoustic guitar, as kind of a bass in a way, because comparing with the cavaquinho, it is a, a, a lower sound. It's quite, it's stunning. But I, I would recommend to start, if, you, if you're oblivious to Brazilian music, I would recommend probably uh, George Ben as the starting point because it tends to be funkier uh, 
he's samba funk. I mean, he's definitely known for that mixture there. Of course, the language barrier tends to be a problem, but I do listen to things in other languages and I don't care. Some of my favorite records from the past um, eight months or so have been French albums. And, you know, you just... Music is a universal language. Just deal with it. Yeah. Great stuff. Paulinho da Viola, Nervous de Aço. Very mature, very elegant piece of work. He should have all the accolades that he has because he's the Prince of Samba. He's known as the Prince of Samba because he's a very wholesome and very royal figure. You know, when people say royal, they, that's kind of the, 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 the it's kind of the, the way of carrying yourself that Paulinho has. He's truly the prince of what he does. I will be heading out now. Thanks for listening. This is a, a little bit of a shorter one. Um, if you understand Portuguese, give it a go. He's not a very well-known artist for the most part. He is for sure a sambistas, sambista, right? He is a guy that whoever came after him always looked at him as one of the greats. Uh, and he is. It's kind of like a soccer player that kind of invented the, a way of playing. It's kind of like the, the Iniesta of Samba, you know? It opens a... It, it opens a very nice door for whoever wants to, if you ever wants to know a little bit more about Samba. He's amazing. It's great stuff. All right. It was a nice first Brazilian album to speak about a little bit. Coincidentally, coincidentally enough, it was right after Leonard Cohen. I do believe that he's kind of a Cohen of Samba, as I said before. And he truly deserves more ears, especially in Brazil, who tends to forget those great figures. We tend to abandon our, our best, right? For the new, shinier object. You know. I guess that every culture does that, but Brazil especially does that a lot to an annoying extent. That's it. Classic, classic songwriter, classic album. Give it a go. Uh, see what we have to offer there, because we do have a lot to offer. All right? Thanks for listening, as always. Bye-bye.